Welcome back to Me'af Be'la Liora, the Shir series in which we derive Chizik from the Parsha Shavua, spreading the light of Torah during these dark times. And here at the database with Rabbi Shua Eisenberg, this week's Parsha is Parsha's bow. And if we are looking for light in Parsha's bow, we certainly have to look no further than the second of the three Makos, which appears in this week's Parsha, that is Makah number nine, Makas Choshech, the Plague of Darkness. And that is, of course, because although the Mitzrim were experiencing this incredible choshech, that which the Chumash describes as a choshech afela, the Mepharshim explain or refers to not just relative darkness, but a pitch black, gloomy darkness that you were able to feel. It was viyomesh, it was tangible, it held them in their spots. While the Mitzrim experienced this incredible choshech, the Chumash tells us, when it came to the Bnei Israel, they, of course, had light wherever they were, wherever they were dwelling. It was supposedly an incredibly dark time for our enemies, but for the Bnei Israel, it was a time of incredible light. But the question is, what exactly are we supposed to glean from Makas Choshech? I know that in this sheer series, as you heard from the intro, we try to derive chizik and encouragement from the Parsha somehow, and yes, we've been using light as a theme and a motif, um, as is commonly used to represent that positivity. But the question is, putting just the motif aside, how are we supposed to understand Makas Choshech um, in a way that's relevant to us during our times since the tragedies of October 7th and onward? How are we supposed to derive Chizik from Makas Choshech? What is the message of the light source that existed for the Bnei Yisrael and Makas Choshech as it pertains to us today? And in order to answer that question, I want to actually ask a much more pressing question, perhaps the most pressing question on our Pasuk, and the most pressing question of Makas Choshech, which perhaps is a question you've never even considered, and that is how it is we can describe Makas Choshech as a time of light for Klal Yisrael. Yes, physically, maybe, they, were, they actually had that light source they were able to see, but the things they were seeing were not good things. Yes, besides for the jewelry in the homes of the Egyptians, we know the Chazal tell us that, perhaps more importantly, that if you consider... The darkest periods in the history of Klai Israel. Think about the Holocaust. Think about October 7th. Think about everything in between and all of the darkest times that we've ever experienced and how many Jewish lives were lost during those dark periods. They would pale in comparison to what Chazal Telus took place during Makas Choshech when the Medrash tells us four-fifths of Klai Israel were wiped out during that time. Four-fifths of Klai Israel were classified as Rishayim, who did not want to leave Mitzrayim. They didn't want to go and follow Kash into the Midbar to go to Eretz Yisrael, such that it had to be that at that time, 80% of Kalah Yisrael had to be wiped out so that the Mitzrayim wouldn't see. And this is what the Chumash describes as Or B'moshvosam, L'chol Yisrael, the Bnei Yisrael, they experienced that light. How can we say that this was a source of light, a time of light, when... So many Jewish lives were lost, perhaps more than any other point in history. Was this not perhaps the darkest time in the history of Klai Israel? So the question is, how are we supposed to derive Chizik from that? How are we supposed to understand the godless and the important period of, of Makas Choshech, which appears to have been a bigger plague to Klai Israel than it was to the Mitzrayim in some ways? And I think what's a very important uh, perspective that we have to have on this is to understand what the actual point of light is. When we use that motif of light, when we understand light, we think of seeing the light of day, right? Uh, when, we, when, when there's a difference between night and day. Right? We, we understand that when someone is finally able to see the light, usually means they're able to see the truth. 
right? As opposed to someone who is sitting in the dark, someone who is ignorant, someone who is unaware. We know that the Torah is compared to an or, it's compared to light. Kiner mitzvah v'Torah or, Torah ora. And yet the Torah is also called MS. The Torah is also called truth. It is reality. And for us, the light source is really another form of just expressing that which is true, that, that which you're able to see as being the truth of the matter, the light of day. And sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes it's hard to be enlightened. It's painful to be enlightened. And this is perhaps why the Chumash tells us in Bereshis, really Rashi tells us in Bereshis, um, that when Hashem separated the light from the dark, as, as the Chumash described, it's referring to the ore being stored away only for the tzaddikim to benefit from, perhaps because the Rishayim cannot handle the light of truth. The tzaddikim, they deserve to glean that light and to enjoy that light and to bask in that light. But it's a light that you have to prepare yourself for. And I would say that it is in times of darkness where, yes, we are able to see the light of truth when people begin to show their true colors, when people's true colors and personalities are revealed. right? Just to... Um, to give another mashal, the Gemara and Brachos describes the appropriate time to begin reciting Kriya Shema, and that is at a time where you're able to recognize the difference between various colors, like the blue, uh, the difference between blue and white, the, the, the colors of your tzitzis, or when a person can recognize his friend. And when things got so dark for Klai Yisrael during October 7th, or even during Makas Choshech, that was when the true colors of so many people became revealed. We were able to see, you know, who's really on the side of Klaistra, who's on the side of truth, and who's on the side of Sheker, who's on the side of falsehood, who's on the side of Tzadikim, who's on the side of Rishoyim. People are showing their true colors. Yes, and in, in, in many ways, that could be painful when we see that some people's colors are the colors of evil, the colors of Rishos, colors of people who we have no idea how they're going to be able to, you know, survive when that light of truth is shown to the world. But right now, when people can't see it, when the Mitzrim have that choshech, when the world is being subsumed in this darkness, where things are not clear, where there's so many fools who are on the wrong side of history and will be on the wrong side of destiny, there are yechidim, yechide segula, which I, I hope is more members of Klai Yisrael than fewer, who are able to see the truth, who will be on the right side. And as painful as it is, while many members of Kleinstra will fall, while many will, will lean towards the side of Choshech and darkness, they will continue to sit in the dark. Those who are Zoha will be able to see the light of day. But as Kleinstra, the Yechidei Segula of Kleinstra, who experienced that light, they're able to see the difference between the colors. They're able to recognize who is their friend and who is not their friend, who is on the team of a Kaddish Baruch and who is not. And it was after Makas Choshech that Kleinstra was given one sliver of light and another opportunity to prove themselves. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Moshe and Aaron and said, HaChodesh HaZelachem, showing them that sliver of the moon, when things are most dark and you can still see a little bit of light, sometimes it's just that little sliver that's all you need. Because as the Mepharshim explained, HaChodesh HaZelachem means that this month is now yours, the time is now yours, for you to be able to make your own choices and your own decisions. And why was this such a critical period for Kleistral? Because in the very next Makamaka Svachoros, that was the time where Kleistral would get to choose without a question. And in, in, the, in, a, in the light of day, they would be able to choose which side they are on. Are they going to take the Karbon Pesach, the, 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 
Elohei HaMitzri, that the Egyptian god, are they going to take that and slaughter it and demonstrate whose team they are on or not? Are they going to, for once and for all, be on the side, on the right side of history or on the wrong side of history? And that's, that's a question that we all have to answer for ourselves. And what does it take? What's the barometer for whether or not, in this case, you're a tzaddik or you're a rasha? It sounds like, although we say, v'yamech kulam tzaddikim, right? To be among Hashem's people, what do you have to be to be a tzaddik? So, says Rashi, it was the rishayim who did not want to leave Mitzrayim. At the end of the day, it sounds like the difference between a tzaddik and a rasha, those who are zocha, those who are not, was what your she'ifos were, what your desire was. Was it that you wanted to go or you did not want to go? Do we want to be in the place of Geula? Do we want to be in Eretz Yisrael? Do we want to be on a Baruch Hu's team? That's the only question that we really have to answer to be on the right side. And that's what we need to use the light for. The light has to be used as a source for us to help us make the right decision, even when it's not easy, even when it's challenging, even when it's painful. We should be Zoha to that light of truth and to take advantage of the truth when we see it, to be able to make the proper decisions and to be on the side of Geula Be'ezrat Hashem. This year is dedicated to the Nishmas, Yimirasi Chayrochabas, Dotsi Aleha Hashem. It's also dedicated in Tzchus of Olav Klaistral and the Kore Matziv that all of the hostages should be returned and have Rufuah Shalema, Rufuah Senefesh, Rufuah Saguf. Any members of Knesset Yisrael that were injured in the Milchama as well should experience Rufuah Senefesh and Rufuah Saguf. And all members of Knesset Yisrael that have fallen during this Milchama should experience an Aliyah for an Hashemah, and, and Hashem should also take Nakama for their Dam, and all of their loved ones should experience Nakama immediately. And of course, on Sahal should be Menatzeach and Matzeach and Milchama, and all of Kaisal should experience Geulah B'mher B'menu. If you enjoy the Database Podcast and you want to partner up with us, with the sponsorship, or if questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group, where you can find links to the right share and share them that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. So next time, thank you for joining us here at the database and have a wonderful Shabbos.